Have you seen the silhouette challenge? I have. I saw it this week. What do you think? I don't think. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not, the bus challenge was better. You think so? I think so. I like the silhouette challenge better. Do you? I do. Okay. Just because they, uh, there's a lot more uh, uh, nudity involved. Is there? It's like this is shadow though. Yeah, but like if you if you listen, it's more imagination. I think that's. Let me tell you something. That. Let me let me let me school yourself a little bit. All, All right. right. This horny lifestyle. This is this is a lifestyle. Okay, it's not an emotion. Lifestyle. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I've been doing this since I was 11 years old. Okay, my brain functions in a way that is not normal. Okay. So I can see a shadow, I can see a silhouette, I can see a cloud formation, okay? Yeah. And if you give me long enough, I will try to fuck it. <laughs> Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. I do seriously appreciate the silhouette challenge, though. That's cool. I just think that there's a lot of ways people can manipulate that. You know what I mean? Listen, that's a, that, that's I think that's the thing that my these mind goes guys to. ruin everything, dude. Yeah. This fucking guy went and put like a filter or some shit on a screen grab and was like, "Yo, I needed to get a better big picture of this," and it just fucking it ruined it. It ruined all of the fun. Like yeah. everybody was having fun, having a good time, and then it's just over with. People always do that. It's like. It's like that white dude that uh, did where the winner reside. Like he ruined that for everyone. He did what? You didn't see? You you know he did where the money reside. There was this white guy got like he he was totally arrhythmic. Oh god! And just he should he should have he should be like I'm charged with the Capitol rioters. Like he should be up there with them. Like what he did was a crime. You just ruined the meme. He ruined it. It was. I was like, why would you? Why would you even? You did. You didn't need to do it, and you did it anyway. It was you didn't stop to think if you should. But wait, what's the line from Jurassic Park? What did he say? What did Jeff Goldblum say? I made it too far. Oh, uh, your your scientists never bothered to think about whether or not they fucking could or they should or if they would or whatever the fuck. I don't fucking know. No, the guy, whatever the guy's a criminal. Like I, it was frustrating to watch it. I'll show it to you later. Because I don't want to see it. You because put, I still get, I still get, some, I still get some, some, some joy out of where the money reside. Okay. I remember when you told me about it. I hadn't seen it, and then literally yeah. later on that day, I saw it, <laughs> and then I saw this one girl. She did like a side by side little TikTok duet, and she fucking nailed it. Yeah. Like hit all the rhythms, hit all of the movements. Yeah. I was like, that takes dedication. Like yeah. she studied that. Right. And like I've seen people do that too, and give it the same commitment. But this dude, because he also sold cars. Yes. And he did it too, and I was just like, "I hate you so much. I like, know. why are you doing this? Why? Why did you do this? You stop it. Just come up with your own ideas, man." Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody! Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks again for listening. It's another Monday. You ever, you never wonder, or no, not wonder, but you ever notice how people from the south, and I know you are from the south, but you don't speak like you're from the south. You ever wonder? You ever see how people from the south say the days of the week, and it's like really funny. Like they'll say they'll say like Monday instead of Monday, or they'll say Wednesday or Tuesday. I've seen it. No, like because I remember <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. No, I had like my football coach would do that all the time. Like because I didn't like I didn't know I don't 
I don't talk like that and say days like that, nor does any of my friends do that. But my football coaches do that all the time. They're, say Monday. Monday. Okay, yeah. You say it, you say it like a normal yeah, person. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, when, <laughs> like he, who was Monday? He would say like things like Monday and like wash your clothes. Like wash. Wash. Because we had to wash our own like football pants. Too. Like, Head gotta, on up to Washington, D.C. Gotta go to wash your clothes, make sure to wash your pants. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Did he? Okay. And everyone's just like on a knee, like listen to him. So we're just like, okay, so it's just, this is normal. We're just doing this. What do you think is the best accent? Like if of America, not like worldwide. Best accent of America. Yeah. Um that's tough. I gotta go with home. I gotta go with Nigerian accent, man. That's not like no man. On, that's that that accent adds humor to anything. Does it? It, it, it really that's is. not even fa- like you can't even really like i mean i guess it's okay but like you're picking a homer pick. it's a homer but like i've i've, I've seen i've seen scottish accents I've seen british accents i've seen australian accents like those are all great yeah they're all good like they're all fun okay but like i had to pick one if i had to pick one okay i gotta i gotta pick i gotta pick the homer i'm sorry uh i think i'm gonna go either australian it's a good one See, it's fun. Because they also say things funny. They do. But they also say things terrifying. <laughs> so uh, they could say something like, uh, I don't know. They'll say something like, uh, we're going to get lost in the woods. And they'll say it with their accent. And you can either be like, oh, that's funny. Like, we're going to have an adventure in the woods. Or they could say it like, we're going to get lost in the woods. And you're not going to make it out. Exactly. <laughs> it's very, very scary. Uh, there's a lot of things in Australia that make you feel like if you can get lost you may not make it out mm-hmm. kangaroos yeah terrifying things i was shown a video uh this past week of a kangaroo hanging out in a lake yeah and apparently what the kangaroos <laughs> like to do is they like to wait for something to swim up to them and they just drown it in the lake <laughs> and i did not know that kangaroos were like carnivores like They're they menacing. eat meat yeah i thought i thought they ate vegetables thought they were cute but when i look at their claws and stuff like that like it makes more sense that their musculature yeah they are brolic yeah it's weird they are thick bodied we were we were taught they were like cute and shit and then we just realized that they're just monsters that could just jump and claw you and drown you and shit meg the stallion kind of fucked up with her name because instead she should have been called meg the kangaroo because you've seen the legs on a kangaroo they they can't get that tracks they could squat a cement truck that tracks. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. At State Your Take. <laughs> um, check out our playlist on Spotify, the State Your Take list, and check out our merch store, the State Your Takeaway. Check out the link in our bio on Instagram for all the links to everything. Uh, last week we said we were going to start a new segment on the show, and we did, but it didn't follow through technically. So we're going to be doing that again this week. So we figured it out. Don't worry. Uh, how was your week? It was um eventful. What happened? Um I was like I trained a bunch yep. on that new thing. Um what new thing? That that job thing. Oh, right. I thought you meant trained like worked out. Oh, I did that too. Yeah. I did that too. I thought um, you got like a Versa climber or something. No, I got I I finally got shoes that are wide. Yeah. Cuz I've never had like wide shoes before cuz I have like really wide feet. What right? kind of shoes? That's those Brooks. What are those? Mm-hmm. They're, they're Brooks. No, what shoes. are those? 
<laughs> what are those? What are those? Like, I've never seen those before. Those, I, I got, I went to like a Fleet Feet and, and like, cause Amanda went there mm-hmm. and she told me that she got these shoes that help her feet. And she says, I have like really bad, like flat ass feet. Yeah. She just took me there and she said, like, we need to get some shoes that. And they fitted them? Yeah, they fitted foot? them. They fitted to my feet. Yeah. Shout out to Fleet Feet, man. Yeah. They do good work over there. I've never heard of, what are they called? Brooks? Yeah. The Brooks. How do you like them? They're great. Like, yeah. I, I, like I said, I've, I've never had a shoe that like supported my entire foot before. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Does a part of you as a black man feel a little, not embarrassed, but just not as cool wearing those? The thing about my, the thing about shoes, what I work out in is like, I have, when I get shoes that I work out in, it's like, I'm going to fuck these up regardless. So, yeah. like, whenever I get shoes that I work out in, I don't care about how they look because I'm, like, I'm going to fuck these shits up anyway. That's, yeah, I get that. Yeah. But also, eh, you feel less cool? I mean, you can be honest. This is I, a safe space. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Because, like I said, like, and when I work out with shoes, I just never think about it that way. Like, my. Yeah, don't you, though? My workout shoes are always, like, not great. Are shoes. they? Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're always pretty bad looking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel weird, and I call people out on it. Whenever I see somebody that is mixed matching brands, <laughs> so if I see somebody wearing Nike socks with Adidas shoes, like it, like I, I, I can't help myself. You're funny. I'm a psychopath. I don't give a fuck about that shit. But I definitely do. I don't get like, yeah, like I, I would keep, I would, I would just keep on pushing. Honestly, that one, she, it shouldn't even bother me. If, if someone called me on it, I'm not saying care. that it, I'm not saying that it bothers me, but I am saying that it's like, all right, you obviously don't care about your opinion appearance very much. <laughs> so how can I take your opinion very seriously? The thing is, like when I work out though, like I sweat a lot and it I just look a mess anyway. So what does it matter? Like I'm gonna be like drenched in sweat and looking gross anyway. So it doesn't matter what my shoe game is. I understand that. Yeah. But also the gym is sort of my office. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. And so when you go to work, you want to make sure that you look uh, professional you're, and you're put the, together and clean. You know what I'm saying? That is fair. You're at the gym a lot more than I am. While on the topic of such, hey, Adidas, stop fucking around. <laughs> okay? I just bought some more of your socks the other day. Send me some shit. Sick of this, dude. I'm sick of this not being sponsored by a major brand shit. Like, what kind of life is this? I go on Instagram every goddamn day, and I see somebody on here just opening up a package from some company that sent them some free shit. And I'm like, where's our free shit, Ed? When are we going to get the golden nugget, huh? When are we going to get the pot at the end of the rainbow, huh? When are we going to get our corporate dick sucked? We got to show them geeks, Doug. I'll show my yeeks. I mean, that's what, that's that, that's the thing that's stopping us from getting this shit. Like, you know, guys can do a silhouette challenge. No, we I'm, can. We can. Also, like I'm you, not above it. But I'm saying, like, I also told you you need to do, you need to do them dumbass like training videos where I, like you're on a treadmill. Yeah. And I'm like just throwing medicine balls at you. <laughs> <laughs> or something like you know. Yeah, I know. Like you do like push ups out just come kick in the stomach. Yeah, just throwing plates at my face. <laughs> right. Like yeah. yeah, just have those stupid ass like those, <laughs> like that will that will get your Adidas sponsorship. That will get my Adidas sponsorship. And it will probably get me a spot on like uh inside the NFL or some shit like that. Or American Ninja or some shit. American Ninja. I'll get like a training uh, I'll get like a. I'll be the new celebrity trainer or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude, you can't just get by on your merit anymore. What kind of world is this? This is horseshit. Rest in peace to two greats this week. Three greats this week. Um, John Cheney, 
American basketball coach for Temple University. Uh, growing up, you always kind of assumed that Temple University was like a basketball school. Yeah. But it really wasn't. It really was not. The only reason that you knew about it was because John Chaney was so good. <laughs> right. Um, what kind of, uh, I mean, you're probably a little bit more well-versed in, on him, but what kind of stuff do you remember about John Chaney and seeing him on TV during the uh, NCAA tournament? Whenever I see like um, black coaches, um, you know, that are, that were um, before my time, I always think about like how hard it was to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So like, I was thinking like, you had to probably go through like some shit to be the coach of Temple. That, I think about the time that he um, ran up on John Calipari. Woo. Yeah. yeah. That was a that was a moment. That's a if you haven't seen that, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it's getting like all the views right now. Yeah, uh, Cheney spent 24 seasons at Temple, beginning in 1982, 1983. The only season his team failed to reach the NCAA tournament in, or the NIT. Um, so his first year was the only year he never went. Yeah, uh, he went to the Elite Eight on five occasions, and Temple was ranked number one. Uh, during 87 or 88 season for a stretch when the Owls finished 32 and 2 and weigh 18 and 0 in the Atlantic 10. Um, it's so crazy reading those kinds of stats because you you hear about a team that goes like 32 and 2 and you're like, wow, who the two that fucking lost? But uh, they lost to, but you're just like, you know, the the difference between a college basketball team and a professional basketball team it's light years in in like you know skill and maturity and all that kind of stuff but if you're going to ask if i would rather see a college basketball game versus a pro basketball game i'm probably going to pick a college basketball game because it's so much more thrilling it really it really is i bet you out of the the playoffs yeah especially the play i bet you out of those 32 finishes 32 wins uh 30 of them were like buzzer beaters Mm -hmm. just because that's the nature of basketball it really is uh, we also lost Cicely Tyson this week. Uh, fucking, I mean, I don't even know where to start with her. Um, one of those names that just kind of rings deep through your psyche. And you're not, almost not even sure why. You know she's an actress. You know she's been in movies. But how many actresses have been in movies that, you know, your name, their name escapes you, you know? Cicely Tyson was just one of those ones where it's like she was out here. Fam. She's been around here. She's been around forever, though. That's another thing, too. It's like she was 96 years old. And at the same time, it's kind of like whenever, <laughs> whenever someone would die, mm-hmm. I would check on Cicely Tyson. Like that's something that I would do. Like whenever like, a favorite person would die, I was like, how's Cicely Tyson? How's she doing? Like I would always check on her. Like, oh, she's fine. That's good. Yeah, she was always all right. She was acting all the way up until um, – 2020 last year yeah um she did a movie called a fall from grace um she was in the help yeah. in 2011 i'm just going down i mean like so many fucking credits like I'll, we'd be here all day um she was in the help she was in why did i get married Two. she was in idlewild remember that movie the podcast movie i remember that movie um she was in a couple of tyler perry movies diary of a mad black woman Medea's family reunion uh fried green tomatoes Bustin' Loose. And probably my favorite movie that I haven't seen but has a title that I know 
I would love this movie based on the title. A Hero Ain't Nothing But a Sandwich <laughs> from 1978. That's a great that's a great title. That's a great movie. title, man. Um do you have a favorite Cicely Tyson movie or show or anything? Um I, I can't think of one that stands out to me, honestly. It's just I, I just I don't she's just been around forever. And yeah. like I just know I'll see movies, she'll just pop up in them. Have you ever seen the show How to Get Away with Murder? Nah. I've never seen it either, but she did a bunch of episodes, I guess. Bet. Um Yeah, dude. She was in a couple Law and Order episodes. She's been everywhere, man. She's been everywhere. Um, so shout out to her. Rest in peace. And then we also lost Sophie. Uh I think today. Saturday. Was it yeah, today. Um Sophie was a producer, musician. Um, DJ, singer, songwriter. Um, I mean, she worked with Vince Staples, Kim Petras, Nicki Minaj. Um, did a lot of avant-garde kind of pop electronic music. Um, and she was, uh, you know, just. I don't really know too much about Sophie, to be honest with you. I heard All- she died looking at the moon. It was weird. Or she was like wanting to go look at the moon and she slipped and fell and died. Yeah, it was just like a fall. Yeah, it was weird. It's a it's a weird, strange, like fucking way to go. Yeah. Um what the fuck? In it was she was in Greece. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it says right here. Sophie died four AM um while slipping and falling, tr- climbing to watch the full moon. Um that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, but just one of those musics that one of those musicians, producers that kind of get name dropped every once in a while mm-hmm. by your favorite artist, and you were just kind of like, "Oh, okay, like sounds pretty cool." Um, but yeah, she uh, she will be missed. Okay, now that that's out of the way, let's talk money. Um. For those of you that have been living under a fucking rock this past week, uh, Wall Street was in fuego. Apparently, we all needed a crash course on hedge, fund, hedge funds and shorting stocks and uh, fucking, I don't know, what else. Are you caught up? No. You're not? I still don't fucking understand how any of this works. Oh. Um, but yeah, GameStop was everyone's pride and joy in, I don't know, 1998, 1999, 2000. It raised us. It really did. And it, it, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, this is all kind of like full circle. Yeah. Because the way that capitalism works, okay? Follow me here. Okay? I'm, I'm here. The way that capitalism works is you got a product. Got a product. Somebody else wants your product. They want that product. Okay, so you sell that product to that person yep. for a higher value than it takes to make the product. Exactly. So then you make money. Exactly, that's how that works. GameStop, GameStop. offered you to buy your old used games. Did. And they said, give us, give us your games and we'll give you money. They gave you like a dollar. <laughs> or exactly. Some credit. They shorted you. They shorted they you. Shorted you for your game. Yeah. Now, oh, the tables. How have they turned? GameStop is out here 
getting bought up by all these redditors and all these internet nerds. GameStop stock. Well, no, like you're skipping steps though. I, I'm skipping stuff. I'm you're skipping, skipping stuff. steps because basically what's happening is like GameStop because of the because of the climate of like the gaming industry. GameStop is kind of rendering stuff to be obsolete in a sense because you can just download games now, so you have to go to the store to get the games. On top of that, like if you're gonna get a system, you can get a system from like Walmart or Amazon or whatever. So like really, you don't really understand. Like GameStop really kind of struggled to find its place in the world at this point. So people are thinking that place isn't gonna last that long. Yeah, it's on its way out the door. It's on the way of the blockbuster. Exactly. Which is funny because there's a neat tie-in to that. Cool. I can't wait. Or oh, do you know what that is? Or are you going to wait to give me that later? I mean, I can tell you now. So somebody was saying that somebody should invest, like during this whole bid, like somebody should start looking at the GameStop or the uh, Blockbuster stock. And oh my God. There isn't one, but there is a ticker apparently of like a small portion of what Blockbuster used to be mm-hmm. that's still active. So people wow. were, people started buying like shares of this Blockbuster, Jesus. this like remnant relic Blockbuster stock. Wow. Um, but yeah, continue on as you were explaining. All right. So, because you understand this more yeah. than I do. Yeah. So, basically, like what hedge funds, like when hedge, when hedge funds short stock, they're betting on this business to fail. Yeah. So, basically, like they can take a stock, they can take, they, they can take a stock and sell it. Mm-hmm. And um, they're betting on the fact that, like, the value will lower so they can kind of like I guess they're borrowing against the stock and then selling it. Yeah, they can they can sell the stock, the value will drop, and then they can buy it back for a lower amount so that they can make money somehow. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that part is still kind of hazy to me. I don't but, understand. Like how does that even ha- like how do you Because money your- is fake. But good but the- <laughs> because it's all fake. Yeah. Because as a, but like yeah, so that's how that works. But the thing is like when they when they short the stock and sell it, what's happening to these redditors? Mhm. Are buying the stock, yeah. So they can't. So and so, they're refusing to sell it, right. so that the value goes. It's like skyrockets. Yes. And these hedge fund guys can't buy it back, right? So they end up losing all their money. A shit ton of money. A fuck ton of money. Of yeah. Uh, so they did this with GameStop. They did this with AMC Damn. movie theaters. They did this with Bed Bath and Beyond, BlackBerry. I think Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond is out of here, dude. Are they? Yeah, dude. Like, when was the last time you went to Bed Bath and Beyond for anything? Yeah, um, that's a fair point. And but was, I, but I don't really gauge things on what I do because I don't do normal shit anyway. So. No, I know you don't do normal shit. But here, I'll put it in a way that you can you can relate. Uh, name something that Amanda has bought through Fat Kid Deals that you could have bought at Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh shit! Recently. Oh shit! Probably those slippers. A lot of shit. A lot of shit, right? A lot of shit. So yeah. there you go. You okay, don't really need a Bed Bath and Beyond there anymore. No, that's fair. You barely need the Bed and Beyond. Fuck out of here with the beyond. I don't know what's the beyond. There's nothing in the beyond. Yeah. It's a it's nothing. It's candles. It's a it's nothing. It's just a it's just an empty void. Um so yeah, all these companies from our childhood uh that have, are going down in flames uh has suddenly have a revival and now they're all like Fortune 500 companies <laughs> at least for the time being. We don't know there's no precedent to any of this. Well, the thing is is like they don't really have value to them any at this point. It's just like there are they have value because we want them to have value. Like it's because the thing is like GameStop is still they they don't have anything that like really can back up the the value of their stock at this point. Yeah, they're still they're still on their way out. So is Beth that Beth Beth and Beyond. Yeah, and so is AMC. Yeah, like they're still like kind of against the ropes at this point. But they have value because 
we got on people got on Reddit and said like, hey, buy this shit. They're like, okay. And Elon Musk was like, hey, buy this shit. And everyone was like, oh, I guess it must have some yeah. value to it. Um, interesting plot twist though. One of the owners of the hedge fund that went belly up is a minority owner, I think, of, Robin, of the Robin Hood, right? No, of the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And so I think Jordan was either in the process or was interested in selling his share of the uh, of the team to these guys. <laughs> but here's an even here's an even bigger plot twist. Another owner, I think he's another minority owner of the Golden State Warriors. Okay. A year ago, tweeted, "I'm putting this motherfucker out of business," and he was talking about the hedge fund of uh, the one that went belly up. That's so great. So this is like a year in the making. It's so good. But I don't even really understand. There was a great report done on, um, I think, on NBA.com or something like that because of the the ties to all this. But um, yeah, I don't know why, how that beef even started, but that's essentially the, it's the crux so of all of it. It's so good, though. It is really good. It's amazing because it's like, it just goes back to what I'm saying, like, what he is fake. All this shit is just fake. It's Fugazi. So you didn't get in on the game? No, I did not. Because I, I mean, I didn't buy the GameStop stock, but it's at the same time, it's just like, it's just all this shit's Fugazi. Yeah. Like, it's just. I don't understand it. I still don't understand it. And you know what's, you know what makes me so mad about all of it is that I never learned about it. And not out of, you know, ignorance. It's just no one ever emphasized how important it was to know about this stuff. I mean, it's gambling, though. Like, that's what it is. It's gambling. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gambling on capitalism. Mm -hmm. And it's just... Apparently, people made real money, though. No, they did. Like, regular-ass people made life-changing money. You can. You can. Which I think is great. Yeah, you can. But it's kind of like, it's like whenever... People talk about can you invest in Bitcoin? I'm just like your B- Bitcoin. Nah, Bitcoin is out, dude. You gotta invest in Dog Coin, or, right? Or Doge Coin, Doggy <laughs> Doggy Coin, or whatever it is. The value of that shit rests on a feeling. It's like it is not Bitcoin currency. It's just like we feel that Doggy Coin or Doge Coin is gonna be expensive, so we just put money into it. It's fucking fake. Like it's just nothing. It's just all just fucking make believe. It's. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't understand it. I probably will never understand it. I don't necessarily want to understand it because it all just seems like a very uh, big headache. It's just me. fake. Like it's just money is fake. That's just the that's that, that's all that's all I learned this week. We're skipping out on the, probably the most uh, egregious point of all this is that Robinhood, the app in which all of these redditors were buying the stock and shares, decided yeah. uh, no more putting an end to this okay you guys got to turn off the tv and go to bed they stopped essentially blocked anyone from buying any more stock and manipulating the market uh from this end so it's okay when the people on wall street do it it's not okay when the people on main street do it and that my friends is not the american dream no it's the american nightmare it's fucked up it is fucked up, man. It's, it's fucked up. Like, yeah, because, I mean, it's like you're protecting people that have, like, billions of dollars anyway. And, I mean, and it's and it's really ironic that your name is Robin Hood and you're doing the opposite of what Robin Hood would do. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of it's a little bit poetic. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucked up. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I hope they get shut down for this. They're going to investigate it. Um, they, I think the SEC said they're going to investigate uh, that, like, Robin Hood is, like, halting. Because, like, it's blatant what the fuck you're doing. Like, it's really just a pair. Like, you can could, you could explain it how you want to, but it's like, 
you're protecting people and you're protecting hedge funds and shit. Like it's very apparent what you're doing. Yes, it's very apparent. And it, I, I'm personally very pissed off about it because they forced me to agree with something Dave Portnoy said this week. And I, I am saw that. not okay with that. I saw I that. am not okay with that. I still have to scrub the stink off of me for that. Yo. And I am, I am peeved to say the least. <laughs> Speaking of peeved, is there anyone more peeved off in the city of Houston than Deshaun Watson? Probably everyone that's a Texans fan. Yeah, probably. Uh, Deshaun Watson has officially declared, I'm out of here, and has demanded, not requested, demanded. but demanded a trade out of Houston. Uh, interesting caveat, Deshaun Watson has no trade clause in his contract. So he is going to pick where he goes. <laughs> and that also means that whatever team he decides to go to can offer up peanuts. And Houston essentially has to take the offer. That's pretty great. Isn't that fucking great? It's amazing. It's uh, it's amazing because uh, the Texans came out and they um, introduced their new head coach. What do you think about that? What do you think about that guy? Oh, um, I have nothing against him per se. I just think that uh, I remember. I remember the week before we were watching the Chiefs and the Bills play each other, and the people that were in um, consideration of that job were Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. um, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, and Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator of the Bills. Yeah, so both they're both black. They're both black coordinators, mm-hmm. and people, people, people are saying like, whoever wins, the loser's going to get a second interview. They might end up, end up getting the job. Yeah. So the Bills lost, and next week we end up getting um, last last name's Cully. What's the first name? Uh, David. David Cully. We end up getting David Cully. So it's nothing against him, but but my thing is like, people are. Talking about how there's a lack of um, there's a lack of uh, diversity in these hires this year, mm-hmm. and I think that the Texans is interesting because not that you couldn't hire them. I'm convinced that they didn't want this fucking job. I'm convinced yeah. that Bernie didn't want this job. I'm convinced that Frazier didn't want this job. I'm convinced that that's the only person you can find to take this goddamn job because no one wants this job. Well, it's interesting you say that Ed, because they asked David Culley about taking the job. Um, and he said, well, he, they asked him about taking the job knowing the Deshaun Watson situation. Mm. And David Culley said, he's the quarterback of the Houston Texans. And that's all <laughs> that I was concerned about. That's all I knew. And whatever was being said about what he wanted to do or didn't want to do, all I know is this. He is a Houston Texan. And I wanted to be a Houston Texan. And the reason I'm in this position today is because I knew he was going to be a Houston Texan. The outside stuff that was being said is irrelevant to me. Oh, well, you see, the thing about that is, um, so it appears that one of, okay, so one of two things is going to happen. Either Deshaun Watson is going to leave by trade to another team, possibly the Miami Dolphins, possibly the New York Jets, Possibly the New York Giants, possibly all but six teams in the NFL, basically at any point. Um, or, or, and this is the more interesting of the two timelines: the Houston Texans gussy up and say, "No, 
you're staying and you're finishing out your contract here. Now we've seen this before. We have seen this before. <laughs> we've seen it before. But here's what here's what's interesting. So it's uh, I think it's a two year. I think he has two years left on his contract. Mm-hmm. So that's a long, long two years mm-hmm. to be in an organization that you are unhappy with. So here's the thing about like football players and their contracts and them being forced to stay a place. Thinking about football as a as opposed to basketball, that there's a lot more risk of injury mm-hmm. in football. So there is a good chance you will not see Deshaun Watson even step out on the field or even report to any camps or anything because like he's not going to risk hurting himself. Houston can find Watson. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Ninety-five thousand eight hundred and seventy-seven dollars for missing minicamp, and can find him fifty thousand dollars per day. Each day of training camp missed, uh, plus one week salary, sixty six hundred and twenty thousand dollars. That's okay. He's gonna fix injury for each preseason game. Here, Portion fix injury. Like this has been done before. In the unlikely scenario that Watson chooses to retire, the Texans can collect twenty-one point or sorry, twenty-one point six million dollars. He's gonna he he can report he can report to camp and just not and just not participate. He can or he can just fake an injury like that. This has been done before. Like he can get his money. Like he like this is not hard for him to for him to fess up. It's gonna be ugly, like you just saw. It's going to be very ugly with James Harden. Yes, it's gonna be very ugly, but he can he can get all of his money if you or you can just trade him. I would I I can't see a scenario where they just don't trade him. Here's the thing: it's like they can't end up looking like the bad guys. The 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 lack. How are of, you going to attract a different player if you act like the bad guy in this situation? It's the lack of. I mean, you're already, you're already the bad guy. You're already the bad guy. Already the bad guy. You're right? already the bad guy. Like you yeah. already are. Like you all you have to do. Like you traded. People don't understand how how like how crazy the Hopkins trade was because you didn't just trade like his teammate. They went to they went to Cost together. They yeah. both went to Clemson. Yeah, they're both alumni. They're like they boys. like they're boys. He found out he traded them through a through social media. Yeah, didn't even talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah. And now you're and it's like you gave and now like you're hiring. GMs mm-hmm. and coaches without even including him in, like just the lack of just like you just don't even understand what's going on. And the fact that Deshaun went to them and was like, Hey, can I have a little bit more input yes. on who you bring in? And they were just like, Yeah, sure, no problem. And then just shit it all over that. Like it's very apparent they, they How hard have to call him a text message. I mean, they just don't seem to respect. And even now, it's like they squandered a lot of talent. Like, like it's unreal. And we talked about this before. Like, the generational talent that they've had walk through their doors. And just let them walk out. Like, I, the, the amount of people that have came, that have come through the Texans um, organization and then left and got rings, it's really just kind of laughable. Like, you talk about Dom Capers, mm-hmm. David Carr, mm-hmm. Jacoby Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Like these people that got Super Bowl rings, yeah. After they left this franchise, yeah. Uh, Garrett Kubiak, okay. Um, Kubiak went to the Patriots, right? He went to the Broncos. He coached, oh, okay. He coached the Broncos, and they 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 won Super Bowl, and That's he got right. a ring. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's 
it's it's wild. And Bill O'Brien ended up. You gave him the keys to the ship, and he scorched the fucking earth. But where did he go? He's an offensive coordinator somewhere at Alabama. Alabama, That's which I mean, I, I really feel like I think Saban is his friend, and just like, look, yeah, uh, you're you're down and out. Yeah. Just I'm gonna do everything. Just just hang back. Well, he's gonna get the college equivalent to another ring. So yeah, he's just hang back and just like maybe we'll get you. Maybe we'll, this is it's like a bridge program. It's yeah. like we'll get you somewhere. Like yeah. just just sit there and shut the fuck up. Yeah, I got um, this. Yeah, it's really it's really remarkable how terribly they've ended up given the talent and the opportunities they've gotten throughout their you know expansion years just incredibly inept mm-hmm. and like i'm even I've, I've even seen some people i saw one person like um say like i'm using till i die john does john want to be here whatever and like and i saw a third of people just tell them shut the fuck up which <laughs> i think is appropriate like you can't like look I understand that, like, you know, like your team, like you're like you're loyal to your city or whatever. So you have like your, your franchise, but your franchise is not your city. Right. That is a business being run. This happens to be in your city. So you don't owe them shit. Like if they are shit, let them know that you're you're shit. Like yeah. you're not doing a good job. So if the Texans are running this way that they're running, like the Texans are not Houston. They just got here, according to me. I've I've been in Houston longer than Texans have been in Houston. Right. So like I don't owe them shit. If they're fucking up, tell them they're fucking up. Like, don't like you don't have to be loyal to this shit. They're fucking shit up. Like, if you like, why would you be loyal to a team that's gonna give up DeAndre Hopkins, like generous talent, and then just and just shit on the, uh, Sean Watson, mm-hmm. the best quarterback we've had since fucking ever. Yep. And so it's like this. This, this is what I'm saying. It's like we we gotta get to the point where we hold these franchises accountable because if they're in our city, if they're in your city, you don't owe them. They owe you. Exactly. And if you really want to get back at the Houston Texan organization, you need to strike them in their wallets. And so what you got to do is you got to invest in Sega. Sega. That is the movement because I got it on good authority that one of the owners of the Houston Texans is a minority owner of a hedge fund. And so they're Starting to short Sega. You got to buy now. They're shorting Sega? Sega right now. Buy now. (laughs) Diamond strong hands. Diamond strong hands. Hey, speaking of diamond strong hands, Proud Boys, they got diamond soft hands. Because they pussy. Remember when we talked about them on the first episode? And I remember that was on our first episode. That was our first man. episode, and you, we we talked about like the initiation process to get into the Proud Boys. Fucking stupid, and like you can't like jerk off <laughs> for like ninety days or something <laughs> like that. So dumb. It was so dumb. Um, that's why their hands are so soft though, because they never touch themselves. <laughs> oh, by the way, I watched Bridgerton. Oh, did you? Yeah. What you think of it? Uh, I think that you are a hating ass nigga. That's whatever. Because I think I do kind of resemble that guy. Okay, no. You, I think you, there is some, some resemblance there. You can't, you can't come at me and say like I, I, I. Yeah, no, you did because I was like, you think I look like him, and you were like, no, absolutely not, not even close. I called. Did you, you not? I call. I called you Kirkland's version of him, and that's that to me is a swipe. Like that's a shot, man. Whatever, dude. It's a I, shot. I, I'm, I'm trying to help you out here. You're not even trying to help yourself. Uh, very horny show. Okay. A lot of sex in that. And you didn't see it because I don't think you watched more than the first episode, right? I watched like I like I watched maybe like. I think like four or five episodes. Yeah, you got to get to like that. I think like the end of the fifth episode is when it really gets like horned up. I don't think it's for me though. It's not for you. No, it's not for me. It's not for you. But um, I did enjoy it. I liked it. 
I probably I'm probably gonna watch the second season when it comes out. That's what's up. Um, just to see, uh, just to see what happens. Okay. But anyway, um, we're gonna talk about the Proud Boys. So, it, it, any erotic thoughts that you have in your brain, if you're listening right now, you should erase them right now because we are gonna get very unsexy. They're gonna wash them out anyway. Dateline. Proud Boys leader was prolific informant. For law enforcement. That's a hell of a tagline. He's not a former prolific. That means he did it a lot. This nigga told him everybody. Enrique Tardio, the leader of the Proud Boys extremist group, has a past as an informer for federal and local law enforcement, repeatedly working undercover for investigators after he was arrested in 2012, according to a former prosecutor and a transcript transcript of a 2014 federal court proceeding obtained by Reuters. In the Miami hearing, the federal prosecutor, uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation agent and Tardio's own lawyer, described his undercover work and said he had helped authorities prosecute more than a dozen people in various cases involving drugs, gambling, and human smuggling. God damn. Tario, in an interview with Reuters Tuesday, denied working undercover or cooperating in cases against others. Quote, I don't know any of this, he said, when asked about the transcript. I don't recall any of this. I don't recall. Dude, I don't recall. I don't recall. I don't recall is the fuckboy mantra. (laughs) It's like, what do you mean? Like, were you talking to her or not? Like, I saw the text messages on your phone. Like, you have nudes on your phone. Like, you, I see them right here. Like, tell me, were you talking to her or not? I I don't recall. You must have, you're better off saying nothing. Sir, were you there on the night of February 12th at 9.04 p.m.? Were you, were you in the car driving down Central Lane heading towards the, the, the financial building? Were you, were you in the car at least? Do you, do you know what your, your whereabouts for that evening? I, I don't recall. Law enforcement officials and the court transcript Contradict Tario's denial. In a statement to Reuters, the formal federal prosecutor in Tario's case, Vanessa Singh, Johannes, confirmed that he, quote, cooperated with local and federal law enforcement to aid in the prosecution and those running other separate criminal enterprises, ranging from running marijuana grow houses in Miami to operating pharmaceutical fraud schemes. Translation, this motherfucker definitely recalls. I just want to know, sir. And you can, you, can, you can make up all the stories that you want. But I just want to know the truth. Tell me the truth, sir. I, uh, I don't recall. Tario, 36, is a high-profile figure who organizes and leads the right-wing Proud Boys in their confrontations with those they believe to be Antifa, short for anti-fascism, an amorphous and often violent leftist movement. The Proud Boys were involved in a deadly insurrection at the Capitol on January 6th. The records uncovered by Reuters are, starting, are startling because they show that a leader of a far-right group is now under intense scrutiny by law enforcement, was previously an active collaborator with criminal investigators. So I departed. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But he's no Leo. No, absolutely not. Well, he's, oh, he, he be, he be um, Giant Depp. He be Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's no Whitey Bulger though. He's no Whitey Bulger. No. He's just a bulging massive bitch. Yeah, bulging massive bitch. A real BMB. 
Washington police arrested Tario early January when he arrived to the city two days before the Capitol Hill riot. He was charged with possessing two high-capacity rifle magazines and a burning a Black Lives Matter banner during a December demonstration by supporters of former President Donald Trump. The D.C. Superior Court ordered him to leave the city pending a court date in June. They were just like, get out. The fuck out of here. Um, this guy, man, he looks like... What does he look like? He looks like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to cut this out. I can't. He, he looks like a snitch, though. Like, he looks like a dude that, like. I mean, look, I got to say, when they got to him being a snitch for uh, human smuggling, I was like, all right. But the drugs and the gambling, it's like, come on, dude. Like, I mean, just be cool. He was, you know? a, he was, a, pro, he was a prolific informant. He's, prolific informant. Like, he's, like, like, he's, he's, Blue Lives Matter, Ed. He's snitching on like little girls stealing food strike gum and shit. Like he's snitching on everybody. Yeah. He's telling on everybody. Yeah. Just he's the meme of the guy in the courtroom but, pointing at the. Yeah, like it's funny because it's like, so when your boy's getting wrangled up, who are they, like <laughs> when you get jammed up, don't mention my name. It's just gonna be really awkward in those meetings when like you got prop boys getting like wrangled up by the police and just like, well, I wonder who told him about his whereabouts. <laughs> <laughs> Who told him the location of the secret hideout club? I don't know. I, I don't recall. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's talk about QAnon. Because, uh, like, I'm getting real tired of people telling me that I need to be tolerant and be more accepting and reach out to these maniacs that think that celebrities are eating babies for breakfast. Like, I can't figure out where's the middle ground to meet these people on. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, Doug. I, 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 it's, like I said, I, I don't know if I talked about something on the podcast before, but I met someone. It was just a one-off thing. I think it was like at a um, grocery store. I don't know. They're really into the QAnon shit, mm-hmm. and they were trying to convince me about how like Clear Clinton's a horrible person because of her emails and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then they said, went to it kept going deeper. Like I said, emails. They were talking about the Benghazi thing. I was like, okay, and then they were starting to talk about, oh well, you know, she also like eats babies in a cult and they drink their blood to get power. And I was like, let me just stop you right there. Like, look. Hillary Clinton's not the best person. Like, like I, she has a track record that if you look into, it's it's sketchy. Mm-hmm. But she's not eating babies. Like that's where you lose me. Like you know, she she didn't have to eat babies to be a bad person. Like she no. can be a bad person and not eat babies. Also, drinking a baby's blood to get their power is such a fucking dumb idea. Listen, what power does a baby have that you right. want? You want to be powerful like a baby, huh? You want to be able to not sleep through the night, huh? Or just not know how to sleep? Or, or, or have the power to piss yourself and not know how to wipe yourself? No. If you're going to drink the blood, you want to drink the blood of a strong, young, virile, sexually active human. You're not helping the argument. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if somebody out there is listening and they want a taste for blood... This is who you go after. And if you're going to eat somebody, if you're going to eat another human, 
You don't want to eat a baby. That'd be like eat. That's like it's like chewing fucking. You know, it's like chewing gum. I don't. The muscles haven't been worked, Ed. I mean, they I, haven't done anything. Yeah, that's that's the I, meat is way too tender. I'm not gonna choose gum the same ever again. You want it? You want something with a little little texture to it? You know what I'm saying? And you want to have something that's that's been around for a while, so you have that good marbling. Okay. You know about marbling? That's when the fat is like like intertwined with the meat. I'm not. I'm not a cannibal. I don't. I'm I not don't. saying you have to be a cannibal, but yeah, if you ever I, want I to try that. it, get, you know what I'm saying? That. Like if you ever yeah, just curious yeah. about it, yeah, just I, to know what human meat tastes like. And let me tell you something. Okay. This is a really. Okay. Let me tell you something about human meat. Born on this hole. Okay. It's a little gamier than you expect. I I don't know how you would know that. Um, it's just got a little. It's just got a little extra flavor that you I, wouldn't. You wouldn't expect. You wouldn't expect. I don't want to know why you know that. Um, but yeah, I just to go back to the what. It's just, it's a bit. And if you're gonna eat human, fuck, you want to go after. You don't go after the back strap and you don't go after the loin because, like I said, a lot of people don't get a lot of exercise back there. So you want to go after the hind quarters. You want to go after the rump. You want to go after the 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 leg, the top leg, if you will. Okay. You know, you know that little area where the hamstring meets the glute. That okay. that glute tie-in right there. That's the point. That's the that's the good stuff right there. This is information I will never use. Um, I'm just saying, if you want to try it, you know, I'm, if you were ever curious, this is you know? yeah, like this is. I guess this, these are fun facts, but yeah, it's you got some nice shoulders, Ed. Thanks. That yeah. this that hits different yeah. now. Yeah, no, I'm just saying they, they look very, uh, you know, round. That hits way different now. Very, <laughs> this, after, very full of blood, you know. Like ten minutes ago, I would have taken that whole totally, totally different way. Um, you drink a lot of water. I, I tried to. Stay active. I try to. Good, good, good. Keep yeah. that keep that body fat percentage in like that, you know, twenty, twenty five range. You know, that's a good that's a good body fat percentage. <laughs> <laughs> Dateline. The QAnon shaman just flipped on Trump. Jacob Chainsley is no longer horribly smitten with the former president and is willing to testify against him in the impeachment trial. Uh, is this the guy? That's the uh, the that, is this the fucking that's uh, the, uh, the fucking antler dude, the rhino horn dude, or the yeah. fucking horn dude. Yeah. What are these tattoos? God damn, these are gross. I mean, what is wrong with this man? He wore horns into an insurrection. There's a lot wrong with this man. Jake Angeli, who prefers to be known as the QAnon shaman, was one of the most visible rioters at the Capitol earlier this month, shirtless, carrying a spear, and wearing a Viking headdress complete with horns, face paint, and a fur coat as he roared throughout the Senate chamber. Now Angeli wants to testify against the former president he was once horribly smitten with. His lawyer told the Associated Press. I imagine he's probably. He, I imagine he's probably like still cigarettes, though. I imagine that he smells like. Like I don't. I, I don't know. But I look at him. I, I just smell stale cigarettes. I smell stale cigarettes and truly. Yeah. Angeli, whose name is Jacob Chainsley. Wait, he has a different name for a. He has two different aliases. Yeah, it's a mark of an asshole. He gave himself two nicknames. He's a mark of an asshole. You can't give yourself a nickname. You can if you're an asshole. 
uh, he was indicted earlier this month on six counts, including violent entry and disorderly conduct in the Capitol building and obstructing an official proceeding. He is scheduled to be arraigned Friday afternoon in Washington, D.C. In a memorandum earlier this month, arguing to keep Angeli detained pending his trial, prosecutors who also alleged that he wrote a threatening note to the former Vice President Mike Pence and left it on the dais, telling him it's only a matter of time, justice is coming. Prosecutors also said that Angeli demonstrates scattered and fanciful thoughts and is unable to appreciate reality. Really from the guy that wears a fucking headdress and face paint. I would never guess that. Yeah, I don't see that at all. Mm -mm. Angeli told Vice News earlier this month he was, quote, not worried at all about the pending investigation into him. Again, probably another demonstration of his unappreciation Mm -hmm. of reality. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to think that I was an observer of history being made right in front of me. Um, okay. So you're going to sit there and you're going to tell me that this is the kind of person that I need to reach out to and be more uh, mindful of in order to unify this country? Fuck out of here, dude. This is a village idiot. And this is a village idiot empowered by other village idiots throughout the internet. And for a long time in the entire history of the world, the village idiot used to be a lonely village idiot. And they would get shuffled off into their village idiot corner in the village. Get out of here, idiot. Get out of here, you fucking idiot. And then they would just go and do their village idiot things by themselves while everybody else in the town constructs and gets shit done. Right? This is is in every town and every tribe and every city throughout history. Until Al Gore decided to invent the fucking internet (laughs) and ruin all of our lives. So now all these village idiots have a way to get together and connect and talk and spread other village idiot conspiracy theories and talk in village idiot language. And now all these village idiots feel a little bit more empowered because they're surrounded by other village idiots. And all the village idiots get together to descend on the Capitol and lead an insurrection. And we all have to read about it. And we got to suffer for it. Yeah. No, I'm not fucking reaching out to these village idiots. I'm not going to do it. And you can't force me to do it. I'm not going to make you do anything. Fuck this guy, dude. And fuck all of them that are with him. Fuck this lady and the woman for Trump shirt. Fuck this guy and his stupid hat. Fuck this other girl and the other Trump shirt. <laughs> fuck this dude with the mask on and then wearing it below his nose. Fuck all these people, man. I'm sick of them. It's a very frustrating picture. I'm frustrated at. because I want to eat this motherfucker, but he's too fucking skinny, so I know he doesn't have any body fat on him, so he doesn't taste very good. He also says like, also says like still cigarettes. And truly. Yeah. He's like he's like marinated in truly and still cigarettes. I don't want to eat truly. Yeah. I want you marinated in a nice salt brine with oranges and oregano. Spices. Delicious. I don't eat with Aaron. Kansas City. Um well, more so Missouri. Let's just let's just shit on the whole state. I mean, Kansas City's kind of on the line. We tell you, we had, we had to suck. Um, I just talked like last week. Yeah, Kansas City's kind of like it's on the line between Kansas and Missouri. Yeah, you so got Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, it's weird. It's super weird. So weird. Who decided that? I have no idea. It's been a while since we shitted on an entire state. I mean, I feel like it's long overdue, though. Way long overdue. So Missouri, um, get your toilet paper, get your butt wipes, because we're about to take a big old dump all over you. Yeah. Because you guys suck. Dateline! Recipe for murder. Missouri Bill says it's okay to run over protesters with a car. 
With full support from the union that represents police officers in Kansas City, Missouri State Senator Rick Bratton introduced legislation this week that would guarantee motorists a get-out-of-jail-free card if they run their vehicle into protesters. The bill was filed in response to a series of protests over the summer decrying police brutality. It includes language that would exempt the drivers of vehicles who injured demonstrators who blocked traffic in public streets so long as the driver was, quote, exercising due care and was not grossly negligent. <laughs> How do you exercise due care and not gross negligent as you mow over like mobs of protesters? Um, excuse me. Honk, honk, beep, beep. Uh, excuse me. Um, niggers. Um, beep, beep. <laughs> I'm trying to get to my spin class. Uh, beep, beep. Can you please excuse me? Beep, 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 beep. Assault a police officer or a first responder during a protest and the alleged culprit would be ineligible for bond and could have their probation or parole revoked. Municipality, municipi, oh God, I nailed that word when I was reading it earlier. Municipalities. Municipalities that reduce the police budget by a certain amount would be cut off from state funding. A protester causing, quote, emotional distress would be subject, subjected to misdemeanor harassment charges. Isn't that what a protest is, though? Like, that's kind of what protests do. Yeah, I'm out they, here to cause you distress. Right. That's why I'm protesting. I want you to feel the distress that I feel. Otherwise, it's a really bad. If you don't, if, if a protest doesn't cause, like, some kind of distress to someone looking at it, it's not a good protest. Uh, Bratton a freshman Republican senator from Harrisonville did not return a message seeking comment. But as a former state representative, he should know better. The punishment for civil disobedience should not be bodily injury or even death. Um, expanding the, de the use of deadly force to people outside of law enforcement is a, quote, recipe for murder, said the Reverend Daryl Gray, chair of the Social Justice Commission of the Mu Missionary Baptist State Convention of Missouri. Missouri. That is a hell of a fucking place or a title or whatever the fuck that is. Right. It's a lot of words. Gary vehemently. Gary vehemently. Vehemently? It's, it doesn't it doesn't sound like the syllables don't seem to add up for that word like that word is too long for, to only be three syllables uh gary vehemently opposed senate bill 66 during the public hearing and held monday in the missouri senate judiciary committee the bill does nothing to stop violence or deter it i just think it's a word that we're in a place in um time where we have to vehemently um, Look, you didn't have to dunk on me like that. No, like I'm saying, like we didn't have to be, we have to vehemently just like oppose bills that are allowing people to hit people with cars. Like I don't think we should. Like, that shouldn't be a thing that we have to do. Like I think that's kind of like hitting people with cars is bad. Like even if, like even if, even if a person like were to jump out mm -hmm. in front of your car and you hit them. It's not a good thing. Oh, yeah? Is it? Then explain to me this. Why do I get points for it when I do it in video games, Ed? Hmm? If it's not so good. Because it's not reality? My reality. In a video game? It can be. I mean... You ever play VR? It's fucking immersive. It's very immersive, but... You get put into that world. At some point, you take the headset off, and you just know that when I take the headset off, I can't hit people with cars. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, this is a bad precedent. It's, I mean, it has not passed. Yet. It's been it's it's been introduced. Mm -hmm. It's not passed yet. Hopefully, it won't. But this is a, this this the audacity and the gall for someone just to say like, hey, 
if someone's processing it and you don't like it, you can hit them with your car. It's just bad shit to me. Mm. Like, how, like, how can just... Yeah. Like, how... Why are we here? Like, but, what's happening? Uh, what's happening is that they are making legislation to stop black people from exercising their voice. The same way that they instilled new gun laws when the Black Panthers stormed the state capitol in California, they have saw, these people saw a summer that not only inspired black people across this nation, but people around the world. To take a little bit of a closer look at what's happening concerning the police and the communities that they patrol. And they don't like that. Because they know that that's the stepping stone to seeing where the money's coming from and where the money's going, and it all leads back into their pockets. And they just want to stop people from digging in any deeper. And they know that these protests are like fireworks displays. They're not going to be um, around. They're not going to happen all the time. But when they do happen, people get up for them. They get excited for them. And they know that that's a rallying cry that inspires people to do more research, to do more education education and educating themselves so they want people to be obedient and subservient and quiet i guess i guess this i hear what you're saying but it has like a big a big flaw in the plan because this summer we're not the only ones protesting that's true so it's like shout out to the allies (laughs) you know who you are so i'm saying it's like no, I'm saying like even on uh, like both sides that were protesting. So mm-hmm. I'm saying like if there's a if there's like a QAnon Save the Children rally, oh, and someone protests. mows through that thing with like a uh, with a with a Dodge Challenger, mm-hmm. what happens to them? I wonder. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, or if it's just like a Trump rally, like stop the steal, stop the steal, <laughs> like what happens to them? Uh, I don't know, but I'd be willing to find out. There's a I'm saying like this. Your, the plan is flawed. The plan is flawed plan is flawed but as most plans are you know it's just going to take a little bit more tinkering to figure out how to get around the rules i guess yeah i'm sure (laughs) um yeah that was all right (laughs) i give that one a 7.8 out of 10 that's cool i'll rock with that you rock with that i rock with 7.8 out of 10 cool uh, thank you all for listening. Go ahead and give a subscribe if you haven't already. Um, don't know what you're waiting on. Really? What are you waiting on? What uh, are you waiting what, 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 what is that going on? What do you think that we are going to do if you don't subscribe? Like, are, are we going to, like, put up a secret uh, episode starring, you know, us and interviewing fucking Oprah Winfrey? That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. But the only way you're going to know that is if you subscribe. Yep. Because if you're just checking us all willy-nilly, you might miss it. You miss it. Something else might take your attention away. And then you're just like, oh, I wonder what those two dudes with the nice voices are doing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, they interviewed Oprah fucking Winfrey? Yeah. Missed it. Missed it. Mm. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. At State Your Take. Check out our playlist. State Your Take list on Spotify. Check out our merch store. Click the link in the bio of our Instagram page. And yeah, do you have anything else that you want to say to the people? We love most of you. We don't care for the rest of you.
Gator Productions.